submitted for the approval of Millennial Society. We call this podcast, Pod You Afraid of the Dark. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Pod You Afraid of the Dark. I'm Lizzie. I'm Leah. And I'm Allie. And if you listened to our previous episode, if you haven't already, just give it a listen because it's fun and you can get to know us and just our temperature on the show. Also, is it too early to ask for a five-star rating? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll ask again at the end. No, I meant like 100%. (laughs) Like 100% too early. No, like 100% give us five-star rating. (laughs) All right, so we are here to talk about the first – episode. We decided last, uh, in our previous episode, that we're going to start with the tale of the Phantom Cab. This is going to be the introductory episode of Frank. And how we're going to do this is that we're recording this now before we have all watched it. So we want to talk a little bit about what it means to us and what we, like what our expectations were of this episode based on our previous memories of it. And then we'll come back afterwards and talk about what we thought. I legitimately remember so little from this episode other than I think two teenage boys in the story end up in like the cab and the driver is like laughing maniacally and he turns around and he's like, I'm dead or something like that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I do not remember right? Huh? Rick with a vuh, vuh, vuh. He's the cab driver. Isn't, Isn't he? He's not the cab driver, but he is in it. There? Yeah. Yes. Okay. He's there. I remember this one. And I mentioned it last week, like just coming from a small town, the idea of getting in a cab like was so weird to me. And I was like, why are these children getting in a cab? Where's their mother? (laughs) And I'm sure like they'll explain it. If they don't explain it, I'm going to have a bone to pick with this because just plot hole right there. Um, But I remember this. got in cabs in like New York. Yeah, but there's the woods. Yeah, it's the woods. Like where are they? It's a haunted cab. (laughs) But I remember the riddle, and I won't, like, give spoilers, but I still give people the riddle. The riddle will stick with you in this one, and that's what I remember. Yeah, Mr. we remember very little. Yeah. I I feel like I watched this one live. Like, we talked about it last time. I'm the oldest in the group. Um, 86, what? Um, <laughs> and I feel like my older sister who was nine at the time, she would have been nine wanted to watch it. So maybe it's more acceptable. This one I remember also, it didn't scare me a lot. No, I think that has like an eeriness to it, but it's not. I remember he was like cast in green. He was like very green looking or something. I remember that. There's yes. I think you're, yeah, you're, I think you're right on, onto something there, but I think it's like, it's more, it has more of like a, that goosebumps cozy Mm -hmm. horror. I talk about that a lot. Outside of this podcast, I talk about like this just idea where it can be kind of scary in the moment, but then when it's over, it's like you just move on with your life. It doesn't affect you or give you nightmares or anything like that. And so I think that would definitely fall into like this kind of kid cozy horror where it feels thrilling in the moment and then you kind of just move on. But it's definitely one that you got to watch just I think in order to just call yourself a fan. You got to at least be familiar with it. There's the story. And then there's the relationships within the Midnight Society, which are complex in their own right, you know? You root for them. You really root for them. It's very sweet. And you want to be a part of that. I wanted so badly to be a member of the Midnight Society. Like, so so badly. We all did, probably. 
But yeah, so the Midnight Society is great. So I guess, you know, we are going to watch Phantom Cab and then we'll be back and with a synopsis. Yeah, we'll tell you what we thought. We'll see, maybe we'll put one of we'll put one of us to the test to see if we can give you a quick synopsis and then tell us, you know, does it hold up? Does it age well? Is it as good as we remember? Yeah, it? is it as good as we remember it? Perfect. Woohoo! We're it. back. Okay. Hi guys, welcome back to Podju Afraid of the Dark. We are back. We've watched The Phantom Cab and I got to say I think we did a pretty good job. I feel like all of the bones of our predictions of what we remembered were actually pretty solid. Yeah, this is like a core memory episode though. Um For sure. There there are certain ones that we talked about on our first podcast, you know the uh, the monkey's claw. It's called something else, right? Twisted, Twisted claw. claw. Twisted claw. It's the monkey's claw I story know. from old. Yes. But this is another core memory. But I have to say, guys, I remembered the basic premise of it. But there are so many little glorious chicken nuggets of <laughs> perfection moments in this episode. I just loved it. <laughs> yeah, it felt like a solid – I mean, I think we described it in – our previous like prior to watching it that it reminded me so much of goosebumps it wasn't actually scary it just had that kind of cozy horror feel to it and I think that's pretty spot on for me like watching this feels nostalgic in all of the best ways but it's not actually frightening it just feels comforting it's pretty like, solid yeah. camp Dr. Yeah. Fink is just Vink Vink with a <laughs> he's just he's the best and I have to say before we jump in, probably the most appalling part about this entire episode is the fact that he showed the boys the wild boar brains, and then when he's talking about riddles, literally wiped the wild <laughs> boar <laughs> like so, guts. He didn't wash his hands, he just wiped his shirt. <laughs> so sh- should we back up for Whoa. our wonderful listeners and yes. even though they got to hear as a guess what we thought it was yeah. lizzie could you could you give us a quick synopsis of what occurs in this episode yes yes so our story opens with the midnight society and they bring in a new character frank he is blindfolded and he's prepared to tell his story to enter into the midnight society if a unanimous vote of yes he's in if not he's got to go home can, we, can so- we just talk about this midnight society ritual very quickly <laughs> yes number one 1992. These kids, they make it very clear in the beginning, dramatically, like, we don't go to the same schools. We don't hang out with the same people. So how, without social media, like, how did they find each other? It's really a it's- fair point. Also, even you guys, and I know you, and I, like, know your families, uh, if you were like, I'm going to blindfold you and take you to an <laughs> undisclosed location, I would say pass. So it never he tries to take it off, and they're like, they're like, no. Like, no big deal. No. You leave it on the whole time, Frank. The whole time. Yeah, and then you have yeah. to he had to sit there for like an hour or whatever when he's yeah. telling the story completely different, blindfolded. Yeah. I just want to know how the meetup occurs. Like are they passing notes? Are they calling each other on terrestrial lines? Like they're posting in uh, the newspaper, right? The class. They've got to. I mean, something like that. I mean, how else are they going to get in touch with people? I mean, at this point, was AOL even a thing no, yet? Really. No. My first note that I wrote on this whole thing was, how the hell do they all meet with no social media? I mean, getting on this podcast, you guys had to text me six times to, like, <laughs> remind me that I was supposed to be here. Yeah. 
So yeah, he gets he gets led through blindfolded and he gets to be judged by a bunch of people that he can't even look in the eye, yeah. which is also kind of demeaning to oh, me. Oh, very much so. Very much in, so. In a unanimous vote, that seems like high marks. Not very like um governmental like what's the word for that? It doesn't seem very fair. There's an episode later cuz there's only two uh, there's only two other times where there's an initiation for somebody. One is Sam who's like a Mm-hmm. she'll come later and then joanna garcia right yes Sam. and then the next one is i forget his name but he's like this grease ball kind of gross guy like scud or something like that <laughs> so very like like a like a not <laughs> like a really gross greasy version of roger like we, roger talk about, we talked about roger Klotz multiple times on this podcast we really yes but he um it's unanimous with Sam with this other guy. It's not unanimous, but they give him a chance to come back. So I think it's not okay, hundred percent concrete. Okay, so it's not always like you're in. Okay, yes. so we got through the midnight society yeah. part. Yes. Lots, so, so already we're starting off with a few problems, but you know, let's get let's continue. We're gonna look past it. Okay. So Frank's story opens with Denny and Buzz, a group of brothers that are hiking. They get lost. They cannot find their way. And eventually, they make their way up into a secluded cabin on their way in. Uh, well, they get led there by somebody. Oh, that's very a mysterious true. mysterious gentleman. That's very true. They get led there. A mysterious gentleman is like, hey, you know, there's a, there's a cabin a few blocks up. He might have a phone. He might give you, a, give you the ability to call your parents. Who knows? So he leads them up to this mysterious cabin. And as they walk in, they hear all of these spooky sounds coming from the bushes. Sound like a Halloween candy <laughs> buy at Walmart. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> sounded like Lizzie and Aaron's haunted house last October. <laughs> yes. I mean, just very, very, very aggressively shaking trees. Yes. Which, which honestly kind of creeped me out. Not going to lie. That was the scariest thing in this whole episode were those trees. All right. So we're introduced to Dr. Fink with a verb of a... And he is eccentric. He is greasy and gross. And he invites Denny and Buzz in. And the first thing that he wants to know is how they are at riddles. He tests them first with how far can you walk into the woods, which Buzz immediately excels at. He asks them a second riddle thinking that. Oh, yeah. Is Buzz the little brother? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Buzz. They're going to be able to get this one. This is when Dr. Fink gives them the toughie. And that is what is weightless it can be seen with the naked eye. And if you put it into a barrel, it'll make the barrel lighter. They're mm-hmm. stumped at first. So Dr. Fink sings them packing. They cannot call their parents. They have to leave or possibly give them a specimen for his experiments. He shows them this gigantic green hand. They run off. They're all freaked out. They hop into a cab who's being driven by the same friendly man who led them to the cabin in the first place. And Except for he looks like super hungover now. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, looks, he looks green, which is what he I looks remember. rough. Yes, and he explains to them that they are now involved in a curse—the curse of the Phantom Cab, in which occurred the first night when that very same cab driver tried to find his way home. He ran into Doctor Fink's cottage. He tried to answer the riddle. He answered it incorrectly, and then he proceeded to crash his cab into a tree. And from then on, he is taking different fare on the same deathly ride 
until someone can break the curse by answering the riddle correctly. While they're in the cab, Denny and Buzz fight. Finally, the light bulb goes off for Buzz. He recognizes it is a hole. You have to put a hole in the barrel in order to make it lighter. Right before the crash, the cab disappears and a ranger comes and picks them up and they live happily ever after. We think. Hopefully. And they seem to not be damaged at all psychologically right. as to what's happened. Like, they get in the cab and they're like. They really do therapy that much in the 90s. No. You can tell they're suppressing a lot. Like a true <laughs> 90s kid. They're keeping it all in. I'd yeah. like to know where they are now and if they have trouble getting into taxi cabs. I would imagine you'd be so triggered even just like they probably want to live. You couldn't wouldn't want to live in the country. Because then yeah. you're too reminded of Dr. Fink. But then, like, God forbid you live in Manhattan because you're just surrounded by cats. Never I mean, say riddles to these people. You're kind of screwed. <laughs> They'd be fine now because, thankfully, Uber's taken over the cab industry. So That's true. 2023, Buzz and Denny would be A-OK. All right. So should we just, like, dig into some moments? Because because I have a lot of feelings. Okay. Let's do it. Start us off, Alan. Number, well, number one, you know – Denny is a bad boy. He seems a little bit like a bad boy, right? I think he's yeah. just he's just slinging the '90s uh, names, name calling in mm-hmm. such excellence, like cheese ball, cheese. knucklehead, like all these things. And it just, you know, Denny was giving me life, like Team Denny. His his outfit was great too. He had that his outfit was great. Outfit I would wear that out. today. Yes. Put me that in was it. Cut off. Yep. Yep. That was perfection. But yeah, just the name calling. The epitome of writing, like Golden Globe, Mark it down. <laughs> There's a part where Why does the show not win any Golden Globes or Emmys? I'm so Buzz, I know. Buzz says, I'm sorry I got us lost, Denny. And he goes, Don't worry, I'll smack you when we get home. <laughs> I was sporting this like color block backpack that I was like, This is in style. Again. Yes, yes. The the 90s are back, my yeah, friends. Back in a big way. Which I'm here for it. Like, no more low waisted pants. But <laughs> One thing I will say about all the actors on the show, especially the ones that are in the episodes and the stories, they have such big acting resumes. So the part of Flynn was played by Brian Dooley. Great name, uh, Brian Dooley. Feel free to hit us up if you want to. But he has been acting consistently in things up until like 2022 since the 80s. He has on IMDb 49 credits. Wow. I know, right? So, like, he went on to have a lot of background work, a lot of small roles and things. And to me, this is the apex of his career, I I believe. Yes. Again, why wasn't he Emmy nominated? I'm dead. Yes. (laughs) You could say I sort of died. I mean, I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm dead. But, yeah, that's a little about Flynn, about about Mr. Brian Dooley. So, shout out. Good job. Cheers to you, Brian Dooley. Good job. Being consistent, Brian Dooley. All right. So what was up next? Brian Dooley comes. He leads them to the cabin. So here's my other question. I mean, as I'm watching this, I'm like, here's here's what I would not do. Yeah. Um, And so they're lost. And this stranger comes up and he's like, hey, I could take you somewhere. Come, let's come yeah, see this. good." No. He calls him the good doctor. I'd have been like, whoa. No. And then you get not to the CBS show, The Good Doctor, with a super no. janky, creepy looking door. And they were like, yeah. I'm going to go in there. No, Aaron and I watched yeah. the episode together. And we both said that exact same thing. But if somebody <laughs> was like, hey, why don't you come here? Like just a random man appearing in the woods. Like, no, thank you. Like, I, 
We'll figure something out. Maybe that, we know that much more now. Privilege at the time, they weren't worried about Maybe. anything. And if it was two girls in the woods, they would have been like, "Run away!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I wrote down regarding the little, <laughs> the little Hobbit house. I said, "What in the hell, Hobbit house is this?" <laughs> <laughs> like, it was dug into the ground. Yeah. Very, very yeah. weird. And the other thing about the house is, so they say they have a phone. And I, I went back and looked. It does not seem that it has electricity because there are several points when they like make it very clear that this place is lit by like candle and firelight. So I was like, how would they have a phone? I mean, what I wrote is, is there any way you'd think that that phone was even functional? I know. And he, no. like, what is he doing with that gigantic like hedge clippers? Hedge He's going like, to clip yeah, like, the phone the, line. Why so are those just talk, randomly but... in your house? Well, I mean, the other thing is, like, you, they walked in and, like, there were beakers of fluid effervescing <laughs> in everywhere you look. How is he having so many consistent chemical reactions on the go this entire time? Not to mention, he's, he's a doctor. He's in there. I mean, he must be high as a fucking type. That's probably what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and he's obviously a PhD doctor, not a medical doctor. We all aligned on that. Yeah. Like, oh. he's a random ass PhD. 100%. <laughs> It's in philosophy, obviously, because like he's talking about riddles. Ross yeah. at the hospital and friends. Like, can I see that file? I'm a doctor. And Rachel's like, Ross, this is a hospital. That actually means something here. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question. Let's do a little poll. Okay. Is a dentist a doctor? I think so. Leah? It's a teeth doctor. Uh, no. We don't want to upset any dentists here. I mean, it says doctor. but the dentist, but I don't think they're going to save my life. <laughs> Well, no. I mean, maybe. No, but. I guess what is know. the criteria for capital D doctor? Doctor. Is there a doctor in the house? They're not going to be like me. Like, okay. Another quick poll. If you had to say that Dr. Vic is a, like, if you say, like, if Leah and Lizzie had a baby, it'd be like this. Like, who would Dr. Vic's parents be if. Person X and what person Y had a baby. Detailed question. Because he gave me vibes of two characters. Mythical, I guess not real characters. Okay, mythical characters. Mythical. Or just like literary and one is mythical. Okay. I think if Professor McGonagall and Ooh. Bilbo Baggins had a baby. <laughs> I was actually thinking. <laughs> that was like, very close to mine. Like I picked I Harry Potter. I picked Harry Potter. Uh, I said Hagrid and a Leprechaun had a baby. Hey, Hagrid! Oh, okay. okay, Hagrid's okay. very good. He gives Hagrid vibes for real. Okay. For real. And Dr. Vic, just if you guys want to know, um, he actually appears in four episodes. We don't need to do a deep dive on him just oh, yet. So good. He's played by Aaron Tager, who lived until he was 85 years old. Oh, good for him. I know. And he was actually married to someone we're going to see in the the Claw episode, too. His wife was in that one. So oh, you, oh, cool. you really did some research. I know. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I know. I, there we so go. They're, they're in this guy's hut. He's clearly crazy town banana pants. And <laughs> he's asking them these riddles. And then he's, like, waving brain matter at them. Yeah. And they're still like, you know what? I'm committed to trying to make this phone call. Bare hands. I mean, that part was gross. And then, quite literally, as I mentioned earlier, he wipes it on his hands, like There's he his or his robe. jacket. Yeah, he like just takes it, and he's like, "How good are you with riddles?" I'm like, "You just had the brain of a wild boar in your hands 
And now you're wiping the remnants of that onto your jacket. It also looked like he was wearing like a threadbare robe. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm just going to observe that I don't think personal hygiene is at the top of the list for Dr. Ming. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't cut his hair since 1984. Yeah. Um, At this point, in 1992, I'm guessing he'd been, you know, about a decade with that haircut. He's he he's not using the Purell Purell between uh, bore bore brain handling. So yeah, there's just a lot of issues with him. Yeah. Yeah. Also, okay. So they said if if they would answer a riddle, then he would let them use the phone. Right when Buzz and Denny walk in, he asks them a riddle, and Buzz nails it. Why did that not count? He already asked him a riddle. It wasn't the riddle. Yeah, he asked, like, how are you at Riddles? And then just gave them the question. And then afterwards, I think that's when he made the deal with them, right? Then he has to do another Riddle. But I was like, you already answered a Riddle, brah. I know. I know. And in, like, two seconds, which, like, we'll get back to that whenever he asked the second Riddle. But, like, I can't do anything in two seconds. If you ask me what two plus two is, it's going to take, like, some time. Four. Yeah, it gives them no time to like really no sit and meditate on what the answer no. would be. It's not like Buzz was standing up for himself at any yeah. time in this episode. So it's like he just holds his hand up and like I don't know. And then it's just over at that point. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah. All right. So they run out. Yep. And and thank goodness there's a cab. Well, I think the midnight right. I wrote here midnight society interruption. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's oh, talk yeah, about that. Like, do we think that like that's a cheat? You can't put a fake or you can't put riddle. an unsolvable Un- riddle. Yes, yes. And, and he's like, come on, hold on. Yes. Well, y'all would have died. I'm sorry, Midnight Society, but you're wrong. It does have an answer. <laughs> I love they don't always break the story to go back to the Midnight Society. They did it a lot in the beginning and then It was very a la Princess Bride. Yes, yes. That's what and I was gonna like, say. Yeah. But then like as the the seasons progress, they stop doing that and they don't do it at mm-hmm. all later. But I love that they do it a little bit in the beginning. Well I think they're trying to connect you back to the character since it's the first one. And I will say I don't remember this this kid's name. Lizzie will remember because she's an encyclopedia. The kid that has like the bowl cut with like the little curlies and he just has an attitude the whole time. Oh, Eric. Yeah. Eric. (laughs) He cops such an attitude at this part too. And it's like. He's my least favorite member of the Minnesota. I hope he's redeeming. Let this guy finish his story. Don't interrupt him and be mad about something in the story. He didn't even finish it yet. Like That should be grounds for dismissal of the Midnight Society if we're going to have all these rules. Okay. Yeah. So they, they get back to the story. And Flynn picks him up in the cab. Yep. And they find out that for 40 years, people have been picked up by this cab if they couldn't solve this riddle. And that's when he says mm-hmm. the line that I got mostly incorrect. You know, he said, you might say I sort of died. died. He, he laughs in their faces. <laughs> he laughs in their faces by turning his neck 180 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then again, we get another, right after that, we get another, it's a better, um, a better scream, but it's still not like Academy Award winning uh, scream reaction, but it was better. I will say than the first one. So good job. So good job to the actors. I also like that Denny at no point in this is like, I'm going to contribute to this. No. Yeah. He's completely, he's not trying to think about this at all. And so he's shaking Mm -hmm. Buzz and Buzz is like, I can't think like this 
That reminds me of my everyday life as a mom. <laughs> accurate. Accurate. All the things. And so, yeah, I feel for a buzz in that moment. Yeah. yeah. And also it says, I also clocked this. So he says, you got about 30 seconds. I think it was like 52 seconds. I thought about that. Yeah, it was way, way, way longer. Not to mention that and when then, he finally – oh, go ahead. Sorry. But you, No, you go. You're probably going to say the same thing I was. He finally does get it right, and he starts reading. I got like, it. I know yeah. the answer. Yeah, and I, I know, know the answer. What can you put answer. in a barrel? Yeah, I'm like, just, just shout what it is. Like, oh my yeah, God. This, you repeat the whole This riddle. isn't Miss America. You don't need to repeat the question. You don't. <laughs> like, such as <laughs> – <laughs> some of people don't have maps. maps and such as so uh, yeah so he finally yells at the answer and i guess like in a flash of light yep. the cab is gone and they're standing there and then another car pulls up and they're like oh, mm-hmm. and a ranger comes out and he's like oh, your parents have been going nuts looking for you and which so, good job parents yes, i'm glad they were looking for you. them yeah and so we we have talked about you know in conversations we've talked about a lot of times in these episodes, like what is up with these parents? Either what is their yeah. logic here or where are they? So I thought we could do a parent ineptitude scale. Yes. So zero is inept. Five is like five star parent. Okay. And are we doing like it based on 1992 parenting or? <laughs> uh, so like latchkey kid parenting versus like today Correct. Free reign. I yeah. guess that's, that's only fair. 1992 parenting? Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, we got to look at it with the lens of how our parents raised us. So would my parents have let me go hiking in a deep wood without knowing exactly where I was? Uh, No, 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 but they were looking for them. So what would you score it? Five being great parent, zero being absolute abomination call CPS. Oh, that's really hard. I guess I feel like like a two and a half or three, I think. I think the only big miss here is that they really shouldn't have let them out in the woods in the first place because... Especially since they don't get along at all. Yeah, they don't get along. And ultimately, even though Buzz Maybe it was is, a bonding exercise. <laughs> get out of here. Go My mom used to just make us go away. Like yeah. she'd be like, go outside. You can't come back in until... I, I have done that before. I've pushed the kids outside. I'm like, you have to go on the trampoline for 10 minutes like 100% like go 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 so I've done that before but I feel like it's one thing to push your kids out into your own backyard and quite another to be like literally get lost (laughs) I was gonna say literally take a hike (laughs) so a two two and a half on parenting I agree so the the episode or the story ends and they come back to midnight society and they all like keep Frank's blindfold on and vote for him. Everyone's like in unanimous thumbs up. And so they take the blindfold off and mm-hmm. welcome him. And, and the thing like the episode ends and the thing that I was like kind of stuck on, I know they only had like 20, what is it? 22 minutes and 38 seconds of airtime, but like there's no explanation for why Dr. Vink is like chasing an answer to this riddle and like yes. cursing all these people. Like, why is this a whole scenario? Yeah, I don't know. I think he wasn't popular in high school. <laughs> and then he became a doctor. Well, because I was like, thinking, got, I was like, got way too self important. I want to, I want to wrap this up with a few more riddles and see how you guys do. Okay, let's do it. Oh, and then I have a where are they now, too. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, how would you like to proceed? Let's start with the riddles. Okay. And go to the okay, let's do the riddles. I'm going to get none of them. Do we, do we get. Do we get two seconds to answer them like Buzz did? 
You have two seconds. I better. Okay. Okay. What is more useful when broken? A hole. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> broken hole. I'm just saying it because it was the answer to the riddle in the show. What is hmm. more useful? A mirror. Get in the taxi. <laughs> a mirror? Did you say a mirror? How's that? Yeah, because then you'd have you'd have a bunch of tiny mirrors. I don't know. <laughs> okay, do you want to know what it is? I'm um, dead. An ego? Oh, that's that's interesting. That's yeah. not the answer I have. Oh, some okay. shoes? Like broken in shoes? Ooh, that's a good one. Horse? Well, the answer is egg. Ooh, that's oh. a good one. You of course, you have to break it. Exactly. Got it. Got it. I stand by the mirror. So you have a bunch of tiny mirrors. I should have known that. I I can't wait to come to your house. I'll shatter that mirror for you and then make you so happy. I did you a solid. Oh, yeah. You guys come to Atlanta. We have wood floors now everywhere. It's it's nice. Hooray. (laughs) Yay. Hooray. I have an egg every day. I know. I know. Okay. You ready for the next one? Yes. I am easy to lift, but hard to throw. What am I? Easy to lift, but hard to throw. Um, spirits. Oh, that's interesting. A hole? <laughs> Are you gonna say a hole to every oh, single one of these? I literally, I'm the worst at riddles. Easy to lift, but hard to throw. Your voice. Oh, that's, oh, that's a, good a good one. one. That's a good one. I like. I just where, where you guys' heads are at. You're you you're so much more theoretical than these <laughs> answers are. I think that's always where I go wrong. It's a feather. A, a child. Lift a feather. Oh. A child. <laughs> I don't want to throw a child. It'd be I, hard. I throw, I throw Lizzie's children in the pool all the time. Hey. They love it. You know. Okay. A feather. What, that makes sense. What goes up and never comes down? Uh, mortgage rates. <laughs> <laughs> Your age? Yep. Oh, oh my gosh. Lizzie, you, you saved us. I survived. Yay. We broke the curse. <laughs> Then, I'm basically wow. the Denny of this situation right now. He's <laughs> <laughs> shaking. Yeah, I like this. Okay, what has a neck but no head? A neck but no. A head. bottle. Yes. I was just thinking that a yes. bottle of wine. Yes, I made that oh. riddle my bitch. Look yes. at that. <laughs> you answer that in two seconds. Yes. No, Doctor Vink for you. Oh my gosh, we are saved. That's amazing. I didn't say a hole either. <laughs> oh. oh was that all the riddles i liked that yeah that was fun <gasps> all right you guys ready for a where are they now yes Let's do it okay but i'm gonna need you guys to take out your phones so you for, want, you for not the first not the first one not the first one it's gonna be the last one okay okay oh, okay so the first one let's talk about denny a little bit so okay. denny was played by an actor named jason tremblay okay um, he went on to do a, a few things. He's in another episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? We're going to see him again in The Twisted Claw. He plays like a minor role. But after, you know, his acting career, he actually became a cop and detective. Ooh. Isn't that pretty cool? And he still is involved in acting. If you go to havenactingstudio.com slash Jason Tremblay, he now teaches acting classes and there's a special class he teaches about how to portray a cop on TV and film. Ooh. I just thought that was like That's very really cool. brought, brought together. His okay. two but yeah, he has this acting thing going on. He's kind of a zaddy, like, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. The character who played Buzz 
And the guy who played Butts, his name was Sean Vertigo. <laughs> Sean Vertigo. Okay. Sean Vertigo on Instagram. V E R T I V with the ver 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 vertigo. Vertigo. Is it a black and white? He's so scary. That was me doing a Sean Vertigo impression. This is like Marilyn Manson. Correct. That is where our friend Buzz is today, making music. Making making some music videos, singing some Marilyn Manson covers. Oh my gosh, I know. Who hurt you, Buzz? Well, obviously Dr. Bates. Flynn. Flynn. Denny. But yeah, that's where they are today. So overall, what are we going to rate this episode? Do we feel like... I would say let's do zero to five stars. Five meaning like perfect episode. There's nothing to change. It's like the epitome of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Or zero is in totally forgettable. I don't think I'd ever revisit. I'm thinking. And I'm, I, so to me, we all had recall on it. So obviously it's memorable. Yes. Yeah. But you know, the story to me like wasn't very scary. Yeah. Like, I probably would have given Frank a thumbs down. I'm sorry. There are a um, lot Yeah, a lot of, lot, you know, where where is the electricity coming from? They don't have a phone. <laughs> like, a lot of plot holes. Um, I'm going to give it, like, a three. I think a three for I me, too. I a three. I think if it's Because I know, like, that five is reserved for an episode. I know which one. Oh, 100%. Like, I have 100%. some in my mind. I do I not have fives. I do not have a five. There's probably a couple of fives. You'll get there when we do all the rewatches. I feel like oh. we'll find our fives. But yeah, I think this is a memorable episode, and I think it's important to have it in your repertoire. But I think that aside, it's not really a very solid episode. I think it just feels official because it's the first introductory episode. But I, I think we're all in agreement. It's it was an okay solid watch. mid ground. Yes, it was not a waste of time. No, and I think there's worse episodes. But definitely better ones. Way better ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So three stars. Yeah. Three three stars. Yellow the Phantom. The Phantom. And like a two and a half, three on parenting. So that's good. Phantom Cab. So right. what's next on our list, Lizzie? Next is The Tale of Laughing in the Dark. Oh, is this? This is our Zebo episode. Okay. Okay. So. Zebo. Would you like to take us out, Lizzie? Yes. I declare this meeting of the Midnight Society closed. Like, I probably would have given Frank a thumbs down. I'm sorry.